Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Once upon a time, there was a lonely hunter. One evening, returning to his hut, over the snow, he saw smoke coming from his chimney. When he entered the shack, he found a warm fire, a hot meal on the table, and his threadbare clothes washed and dried. There was no one to be found. The next day, he doubled back early from hunting. Sure enough, there was again smoke from the chimney, and he caught the scent of cooking. When he cautiously opened the door, he found a fox pelt hanging from a peg and a woman with long red hair and green eyes, adding herbs to a pot of meat. He knew in the way that hunters know that she was foxwoman dreaming that she had walked clean out of the other world. I'm going to be the woman of this house, she told him. The hunter's life changed. There was laughter in the hut, someone to share in the labor of crafting a life. And in the warm dark, when they made love, it seemed the edges of the hut dissolved in the vast green acres of the forest and the stars. Over time, The pelt started to give off its wild, pungent scent. A small price, you would think, but the hunter started to complain. The hunter could detect the scent on his pillow, his clothes, even his own skin. His complaints grew in number until one night the woman nodded, just once, her eyes glittering. In the morning, she and the pelt and the scent were gone. It is said that to this day, the hunter waits by the door of his hut, gazing over snow, lonely for even a glimpse of his old love. We are that hunter. This society, and most likely personally, The smell of the pelt is the price of real relationship to wild nature. It's sharp, regal, undomesticated scent. We have turned our face away from the pelt. Underneath our wealth, the people of the West, we are a lonely hunter. 
This excerpt comes from the really wonderful book, Scatterlings, by Martin Shaw. The full title of the book is Scatterlings, Getting Claimed in the Age of Amnesia. I love and recommend the entire book, but I really wanted to read that story. It feels so pressing, that that story of the fox woman dreaming and the invitation to grapple with the reality that we are the lonely hunter. I'm recording this podcast under Orion as he moves across the southeast sky here in Pennsylvania. And I'm looking at this waning quarter moon and there's a chill in the air and the sky is so clear and crisp tonight. And I'm remembering how just a few short weeks ago, there's no way I could have recorded this podcast outside at night because the droning of the crickets would have been so loud that you wouldn't have been able to hear me. But now it is quiet in the night. Directly over my head are the seven sisters, the Pleiades, They have completed their midnight culmination a few nights ago, and now they start to sink lower towards the horizon with each passing night. These are the the things we don't notice in our comfort. We don't come out into the cold air of the night to stargaze to look into the beautiful eyes of Deneb. We don't track the movements of the stars of the sun and the moon. We don't feel the biting cold of the early morning against our faces. Um, Our turning away from the strong scent of the fox pelt is our turning toward our comfort, our sort of artificial lives that seem tidy and smell like Febreze and downy and um, protect us in some way from the inevitability of the disaster of life. That there will be stink, there will be pain, there will be loss, There will be decay, there will be old age, there will be sickness, there will be tragedy, there will be wildness. Whether we insulate ourselves from that truth or we embrace it. This is the story of Siddhartha, the Buddha. This is the story of being human facing the reality of the calamity of being alive. And how do we do that in a way that we don't turn away? The lonely hunter in his turning away missed out on that intimacy. He had such a raw and wild beauty with fox women dreaming, but it couldn't last because he couldn't meet her fully 
having denied the wildness in his own self. When my ancestors came from Europe to North America, this place that was called Turtle Island and is called Turtle Island, we saw in the Native American people a wildness that we could not understand, a wildness and a harmony. The people of this land were not afraid of the wild. They understood this land and they worked in harmony and in concert with this land in a way that was so foreign to our minds that we exploited and abused and eradicated that way of life from this land. I look out over this sacred grove, we call it, which is an echo of my Celtic roots. But this land belonged to the Kanawago people, the Susquehannock people, the Iroquois people. This land knew and understood and was sung to and was offered to and was prayed upon and danced upon by people who deeply understood the movements of the waters, the turning of the seasons, the song of the land's dreaming. And I know this land mourns her people. And I know that my bones are made of the bones of those people as their bodies release their minerals into the waterways and into the soil. And as that soil created food that fed my ancestors and now feeds my family and myself, that we are made of the same things. This is a hard reality to accept, that my very life is sustained, nurtured and built upon by the death of so many other people, so many other beings, for many years I was vegetarian because I could not grapple with the death of other sentient beings being necessary for my own life. I continue to struggle with that. And on my plant journey, I've become incredibly aware that plants are sentient beings as well. And so no matter what choice I make on this planet, things die for me to live. That is part of the wildness of being here. And it's part of the responsibility of being here. Making my life worth all that it costs to sustain me. All of the raw materials that it takes to comfort me, to clothe me, to feed me, to shelter me, to entertain me. That is no small cost. And it brings great responsibility. These are my ponderings on this eve of Thanksgiving here in the United States. A holiday that is so full of trauma and tragedy and also beauty and gratitude. Like so many things in our world, 
It is multifaceted, multi-layered, complex. And it's also often used as a way to continue polarizing us against each other. So I stand here in this place under this sky on this land that was loved and stewarded by the Iroquois, the Susquehannock, the Kanawago, and those whose names I do not know. And I feel a deep, stirring gratitude for the opportunity of being alive, for the wildness in my own life, for the ways that I push my edges and get more and more comfortable with uncertainty and change. Just after I read that fox woman dreaming story in Scatterlings, I found a video of fox trotting across our land here on the trail cam. I smell her often when I'm walking through the forest. That musky scent that she leaves behind. We often hear her yipping and barking in the night. And in the spring, the sound of the vixen screeching as she calls to her mate echoes through this valley, this foothill. In fact, she's calling now. I don't think that it'll be loud enough to pick up in this audio, but just as I said that, she started calling across the fields. This is Foxland. I long to be the fox woman dreaming for my home for my children, for my, my husband, my partner, that I can create stability and nourishment and safety and love and wildness and reverence for the wild things and acknowledgement of the sentient world around us And so the people of my home and my family can learn to walk as humans on the earth, as kin with fox, with coyote and deer, with maple and oak and willow, and with knowing that our footfall is on the earth that belonged in relationship to the Iroquois and the Susquehannock and the Kanawago. Knowing that nothing we do today can undo the harm that was done. And the way we live today can honor the lives that sustain us, that allow us to exist here.
the lives of the ancestors, the lives of the plants and the animals. And so that we can always be asking ourselves, how do I live in right relationship? How do I live in reciprocity to these energies that feed me? The water that feeds me, the sun that feeds me, the moon that brings my dreaming, the soil that transforms everything into new life, the plants that draw up rocks into their stems and leaves so that I can build the bones of my body. Can I live in reverence and acknowledgement for the miracle of all of that without ever turning my face away from the pelt? Without ever thinking I'm better than the musky scent of vixen? Without ever thinking that my rational human mind elevates me above the deep wisdom of the salmon or the white-tailed deer who runs through this grove with his giant swollen neck deep in rut ready to bring new life into this world come spring just because I can do long division does not make my life more valuable than the life of buck or doe or fawn. I want to live into the responsibility of this magic, this knowing, this interwovenness. That is the bedrock of gratitude. I cannot be grateful until I acknowledge that my life rests on the bones of all who've given their lives for my life to continue and for my children's lives and for their children's lives. Not out of guilt or despair, but out of a humble reverence for the miracle and a stewardship so that I'm not taking more than what I need. I'm not taking more than what is mine and I'm giving back in ways that keep the cycle going, that keep the earth alive and well, that feed the deer who feed me, that feeds the water that feeds me. May you come home tonight to find Fox Woman dreaming at your hearth. And may you love her wildly and fiercely and open yourself fully to her and never turn away from the pelt. for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a 
holistic nurse and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me and it's time to come back to